Welcome to the Beauty Aside podcast. I'm Gentry Quinn. I dropped out of school at the age of 17, got my GED, and still managed to build multiple businesses and a beauty line from the ground up. Beauty Aside, each week we'll be talking with entrepreneurs and learning what it takes to achieve balance and what it really means to follow your dreams. Welcome back to another episode of Beauty Aside. I'm your host, Entry Quinn, and today we are joined with Cecily on another Skin Talk series. Welcome back. Hi, everyone. Hi, my friend. This is seriously one of the most favorite times of the month for me when we get to sit down together uninterrupted most times and talk about everything skincare. I agree. So much fun. So much fun. So recently I posted a question on Facebook and I said, if you're over 35, especially, um, and you could wave a magic wand and eliminate the biggest struggle with your skin, what would that be? And honestly, I had an overwhelmingly great response to the eye area, which I can't say it really surprised me, but the large majority of women mentioned eye bags, dark circles, wrinkles, and they also mentioned large pores, which I know is a common concern for a lot of women, especially in their 30s and 40s. So today that is what we're going to be addressing. Now for those folks out there just tuning in, I can say that I'm more of a tried and true kind of esthetician, meaning my clients are really low maintenance and so am I. So I tend to personally stick with milder, uh, more consistent treatments like chemical peels, microcurrent, which we'll talk about more later, um, because I find them more effective. I tend to lean on products and services that have been around forever, basically, instead of expensive, trendy treatments. What about you, Cecily? Um, I think that's one, um, I'm exactly the same way. And I feel like that's where me and you kind of get each other. So it's easy to talk about skincare and just like treatments and stuff. Cause we're pretty much on the same page. Totally. Totally. And we yeah. both really have a holistic mindset, which I, I totally love. Uh, yeah. Same. Yeah, so first we should mention that the skin around the eye area is is one of the thinnest areas of the skin, so it's very delicate, and it should be treated separately from other parts of the face and body generally, okay? So over time, the skin naturally loses collagen, and it grows thinner, right? Like, So it's inevitable that veins will start to show through the thin skin around the eyes, creating the appearance of dark circles. There's other, there's other contributions to that as well. Some of them can even be genetics. Now, I know that there are also some simple DIY remedies, which we'll touch on, that can help with under eye wrinkles. And then there's more expensive creams and treatments, which we will touch on as well. Um, so we're just basically going to lay it all out for you guys today so that you can make your own judgment when it comes to treating your own skin, particularly under the eye. So, hey, let's get started. What do you say? Yeah. <laughs> let's dive into dark circles. Dark circles. If I, if I had a penny for every time someone says, what can I do for my dark circles? Um, you know, I think that common causes for dark circles would be, you know, lack of sleep, stress, allergies, even anemia, overexposure to sunlight, what do you, what do you say to that, Cecily? 
Yes, I would say yes to all of those things. Um, and especially for me right now, like I looked in the mirror like last week and I noticed my under eyes like one, you know, like with everything that's going on right now, everyone is stressed. I'm also just entered my third um, trimester and pregnancy. So like I'm not sleeping. Um, I am not like I'm retaining water. So my body's a little bit more swollen. So I think that also contributes to my under eye circles and just like lack of sleep. So all of those things and allergies. Yeah. So definitely I could relate to all of those things right now. Because we're in Austin, Texas, right? Yes. We're like, like the capital, the music capital of the world. And I believe we're also the allergy capital. Allergy capital. <laughs> yes. World. And yeah, I have to say definitely. something, I have to say something funny before we got, before we started this uh, podcast, we were just chatting and I asked you how you were feeling and you just said pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's sort of all encompassing. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was kind of funny. You're like, yeah, lack of sleep, stress, allergies. Yeah. Uh, dark circles. Yes. Have all, <laughs> check, check, check. All of them. Yep. <laughs> yes. So let's talk about solutions then. So I have mentioned in the past that regular facial massage as well as eye massage is one of my, you know, favorite, favorite things because it promotes blood flow uh, to the under eye area as well as the rest of the face. Uh, it helps prevent blood from pooling in the capillaries under the eyes. Now you can do this to yourself or you can ask your massage therapist or your facialist. I know when I give facials, it's, it's a mandatory part of every facial because I've yes. been doing it so much. You can literally change the way the skin lays over the muscle. Um, so what, how do you feel about that? Or what are some solutions that you've tried for dark circles that you think have worked for you or your clients? Um, I feel like one of the biggest things is just under eye massage. Um, yes. because that you're, when you massage, um, on, like your skin, especially the under eyes, um, you're increasing the blood circulation and that also helps infuse the tissues with blood and helps like hydrate um, under the eye. So like the lymphatic, um, like that liquid, it helps when you massage, you're kind of moving all that around and it helps um, hydrate the, um, all the tissues and everything like that. And then also um, when you massage, you're also stimulating the blood um, circulation and that's gonna increase your um, collagen production. So that's going to help um, kind of plump in underneath the eyes. So there's so many different things that you can do, like with your fingers, um, like your hands, a jade roller. Um, and one of my favorites is Gasha, just lightly, just kind of massaging that area. And then, um, me and Gentry, before we kind of talked about like in treatment rooms and stuff like that, that there's like some electrical devices, like microcurrent and stuff that you it just helps um, stimulate the under eye area and that could help um, increase the blood circulation and kind of help with under eye circles and puffiness as well. 
That's right. That's, and it feels amazing. That's personally one of my, yeah, like on a, on a more superficial note, it just feels amazing. Good. Yeah, it does. I'm so glad we're on the same page with that. Um, what about product recommendations for dark circles? I mean, I know, you know, for a bazillion years, vitamin K has kind of been something that we can kind of turn to, to help with dark circles. Now this, you know, doesn't really take into consideration genetics as much because sometimes that's a little trickier. Uh, vitamin E, vitamin E is also a product that you can use or a product with vitamin E inside of it. And I also love turmeric. And, um, I know that before the podcast, we were also talking about some foods that you might want to mention. Yeah. Well, yeah. So vitamin E and vitamin K, um, are a lot of like may if you um look up skin care, like the ingredients in your eye creams, those are going to be like the most common. Um, and so, um, like vitamin K, it's an antioxidant and it helps um, rep- um repair damaged skin and improves pore circulation of the blood um, around the eyes. And so, um, like Gentry touched on, like some of this is genetic, so sometimes you know, just applying something topical isn't going to be enough. So some foods that I found that are high in vitamin E and K, um, I'll start with vitamin E first, is spinach, broccoli, avocados, nuts, salmon, and blackberries. So a lot of like the good fats Mm. that are like an avocado, nuts, and salmon, those are really beneficial um, to help kind of – help your body like internally hydrate and um, improve the skin as well. And then some foods that are high in vitamin K are kale, carrots, sauerkraut, kiwi, and asparagus. So those are also some things that you can incorporate into your diet, you know, as like a whole approach, not just like putting something topical on your face, but also helping your body internally as well. Yes, treating it from within. I love this. Yeah, and then um, one of my favorite eye creams um, from a line that we carry at the spa that I work at, um, I was just looking at some of their ingredients. Um, But yeah, it has vitamin K. And like I said, it's going to help improve the circulation under the eyes. Caffeine is another really common... um, ingredient in under eye creams because it constricts the blood cells uh, or the blood vessels and it helps decrease under eye circles and puffiness and then I also noticed that um, it contained avocado extract um, which Mm -hmm. is going to nourish and moisturize the skin and it's cool because a lot if you noticed some more um, natural products they do contain like a lot of like oils or extracts like avocado it's really fatty and it also contains vitamin e so that's also you know if we're going to put it topically on our face you know it's also good to eat it internally kind of circling back to everything amen so, sister. that's really cool yeah amen sister i love 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 all of that good information you're speaking my love language when it comes to food you've yes. got to incorporate <laughs> those greens and you've given us such a variety of greens to choose from in those categories so I think that we cannot uh, underestimate the value of that. 
So yeah. let's, let's, we have some really good stuff for the dark circles. So let's move on to the eye bags more particularly. So let's say maybe someone doesn't really suffer from the dark circles, but they have the bags. That's their main issue. I know that a lot of salty foods would be probably good to avoid if you do have uh, bags under your eyes because of the fluid retention. Also, this may seem obvious, but you know, people still do partake in alcohol and tobacco use, which can really make those issues worse. Um, and of course, there's, you know, like sinus and, and allergies that contribute to it as well. So I'm besides avoiding salty foods, um, cold compresses can really help with the swelling and shrink those dilated blood vessels. So that would probably be my number one for an immediate solution where you're not having to spend like $300 on some kind of cream that may or may not work. Yeah. I also think, uh, you know, some product solutions might be something with Arnica because it does help with the swelling and, uh, an aloe is one of my favorite all all time go-tos. So something that's mm-hmm. aloe based, if you have it out in your backyard, that's great. But if you don't, you know, try to find something, um, that's natural and, and organic because they can also relieve the swelling. What about, what are some, uh, things that you might recommend? Yeah, those are kind of, that's pretty much what I was going to say. Yeah. Did I take what you were going to say? I'm so sorry. Yeah. We're great minds think alike. Great minds think yeah. alike. What can I say? No, we are. That's what I love about us because we are on the same page so um, often. It's just, you know, thinking about it from a holistic standpoint. I think it's really overwhelming for people these days because there's always a new laser. There's always a new treatment. There's always a new cream. Should I spend $20 on the cream? Should I spend 200 And at the end of the day, there are just these really tried and true products, you know, a lot of them being natural that have been around for so long. And there's a reason because they work. So, um, you know, the Arnica is homeopathic, the aloe is all natural, and that really helps eliminate a lot of any, uh, you know, contraindications or adverse reactions that people might have. So, um, so anyways, do you have any more recommendations for the eye bags before we move on to the I rest? don't. I think okay. I touched on everything, but if, you know, like if anyone has any more questions or anything I did we didn't cover, just feel free to drop a comment or, you know. Good call. Good call. You guys, if we're, if you're ever listening and we don't answer a question that you have, make sure, like Cecily said, you leave it in the comment section or even DM us online. We'll give our IG handles at the end of this so that we can address your concerns. So we're going to move on to the wrinkles around the eye. So I know a lot of the causes, um, you know, most, most commonly, uh, you know, we lose elasticity right? And so that creates wrinkles or there's environmental factors like sun, um, there's allergies, there's dryness, there's also rubbing and pulling that we may do unconsciously even around the eyes. So what are some of your solutions for wrinkles? So I think um, it kind of comes back to um, just making sure you're stimulating Um, the blood circulation around the eyes as much as possible because unfortunately you know 
aging is part of a natural process. It's going to happen. I mean, there's things you can to do to prevent it. Like if you want to do Botox and stuff, but if you're kind of looking at it as a holistic approach, um, just kind of circling back to, um, my earlier recommendations, you know, like cold compresses, making sure that you're massaging the area. Um, and that's kind of my two cents on that. No, I love it. I love it. Sometimes, yeah. you know, it's like going to three different doctors and then figuring out the solution was like something yeah. simple at home. You just, you know, sometimes it doesn't have to be complicated. I think that's one thing that I would just say to people. And I hope, I hope that they're, they're really hearing that it does not have to be complicated. The solution more often than not, it's not complicated. It's just that there's so much information out there. There's so much misinformation and there's so many, like I said, overwhelming treatments that it's hard for people to understand what it is they're supposed to believe. So I think around the eyes for wrinkles, just um, to add on to what you said, just gently exfoliating because that tissue is thinner. Enzymes Mm -hmm. are great because enzymes aren't, you know, they're like a gentler way to exfoliate without, you know, scrubbing or pulling, um, yeah. making sure that you're properly moisturizing the skin too. Oh, that's so um, important. Yeah. Around the eyes so that you can, you know, keep it hydrated so that the skin doesn't get dry and cracked and doesn't contribute to the wrinkles. And then sort of a more, maybe it's a little bit more of a, a, a new age approach, but I just love it, which is acupuncture. I've had it all over my face before. I know to some people that might seem really scary, but the needles are really tiny and it's so beneficial. Um, if you've ever been just contemplating it, I would highly recommend to look into that uh, for another alternative. It's great for the blood flow. It's great for a myriad of things on the face, not just aesthetics, but it can, it can help with uh, the aesthetics too. So to me, it's like a win-win. And then obviously you are, you know, for product recommendations, you know, I probably, you've probably heard me say it before if you've listened to us, but I'm a, I'm a huge believer in retinol. It's just been here for so many years. And I really don't think that a lot of things out there compare quite frankly. So Mm -hmm. something with vitamin A, I know that Cecily, you have mentioned an intolerance to it. So that's not, you know, it's not like a, a one size fits all kind of approach. I would say for the majority of people, um, they would be able to tolerate um, a type of retinol if it's not, you know, like Retin-A, um, which is just prescription um, around the eyes. Uh, you could, you know, I'm sure you're going to give us some examples of what you might use as an alternative, but it yeah. is okay to use around the eyes as with anything else. You even, it doesn't matter if it's a retinol product, you, regardless of what cream you're putting around your eyes, you shouldn't put it too close to your eyeball because um, the product is going to kind of like thin out after it sits there for a minute and you don't want it to get in your eyes and burn. So having said that it is safe to use uh, retinol around your eyes. What do you, what do you say to that for people who can't tolerate that? Um, so I personally, um, use just a basic like eye cream, like an all natural eye cream that doesn't have any retinol in it. So I can't really add to 
any no. of that. But that's great though. <laughs> but, that, that, is, that yeah. is an alternative, something that doesn't have retinol, but the yeah. idea is to use something moisturizing under the eyes to keep it hydrated, yeah. to keep it, uh, your skin from getting sensitized, which is getting too dry or dehydrated and then creating yeah. products or leading to premature aging. So I think the idea is just, you know, there's not one right product to use underneath your eyes. Um, but for me, something with retinol is still really effective for people that can't tolerate it. Just make sure you're using something nice and hydrating, you know, products with aloe or hyaluronic or, you know, like a raw manuka honey, um, something that yes. is not too sticky, but if it is too sticky, like if you do want to do maybe like something with vitamin E around the eye before you go to bed or even castor oil, um, <laughs> you can use those products that are stickier at nighttime so that you don't have to worry about putting on makeup and stuff like that over kind of like a stickier consistency. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's talk about the microcurrent for a minute because there's something called eye lift microcurrent. And I know I used to work at um, a, more of a luxury spa. I um, used to do it. And there's nothing really so luxury about microcurrent. That's just where I did it. But it's been around yeah. for a really, really long time. It's very popular. And for me, it's one of those tried and true things. It's been around for so long. You can even get, uh, I know, versions to like home versions to do yourself. Um, yeah. Like the new face is a new popular um, modality that you can, you know, buy at home and do um, little electrical microcurrent treatments at home. So it's like the same thing. Yeah, that's right. And I haven't used a home version, so I can't speak to that. I've only used the professional ones, but I know yeah. that you can do the eye lift. So that might be an alternative treatment. If somebody is, you know, want something like, they, they, they don't want just a cream or maybe they're too sensitive to eye creams that are effective. Maybe this is an alternative treatment. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's going to be my, my treatment tip for today around the eyes. If, uh, if someone is seeking, you know, a treatment outside the window of, you know, home care now, yeah. Also, there's a couple of DIY tips I wanted to talk about today. And I know a lot of my clients, they're like really too busy to do DIY stuff. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I have to say, but right now, as we speak, we're in the middle of a pandemic and spas aren't open. You can't, you, it's hard to get things at home. A lot of people are stuck at home. So I just wanted to mention a couple of things that people might be able to do to kind of get by. So for the under eye circles and bags, um, you know, I personally love rose water. Um, it smells wonderful. It soothes, it rejuvenates tired skin. So I love to incorporate rose water. I also, um, also like cucumber. It's a mild astringent, so it can work as a skin toner without the use of alcohol, which is very important. Uh, I use a spray, but you can also soak a little bit using one of those cotton pads and you can use it closer to your eyes. Um, kind of, you can even rest it on top of your eyelids in more severe cases. Um, maybe do this a couple times a day for 10, 15 minutes. If you're really experiencing, you know, um, really, you know, eye fatigue, uh, bags, things like that. And I think this would be really, really comforting. 
And another one of my favorite DIY tricks is just tea bags. Let's say you don't have any rose water, cucumber water. Uh, tea, most people do have some tea bags, like green tea, which has a lot of antioxidants. And you can just soak that tea bag in clean water and then put it in the fridge for about half an hour and then put it on top of your eyes for about 10 minutes. And you will have this really nice cooling effect beat from the fridge. You have the nice cool iPad. So the, the cold compresses are going to help um, with the inflammation as well as, um, as well as the caffeine from the, uh, and the antioxidants from the tea bags. So those are a couple of really easy things. Now for dark circles, um, you can even mix a little turmeric powder if you have some. Maybe you have something you cook with. It's just, just turmeric. It doesn't have anything else in it. Or maybe you have the little capsules that you can break open and you could mix it with a little bit of pineapple juice to kind of create a little thick paste. And you could use that as a, a really nice eye mask and then rinse that with warm water. So that's, that's something that you could do for dark circles. Um, but yeah, so those are my little few DIY tricks. If you're stuck at home, you can't make it out and you're experiencing some discomfort or fatigue. Uh, do you have anything to add to that, Cecily? No, I think you kind of touched on everything that needs to be said. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm feeling good today. Let's, uh, <laughs> I'm feeling productive. Let's move on to the large pores because those are a thing. And especially when we're, when we get a little older and we're going to talk about why it's important. Yeah. It's important that I think we mentioned that pore size, okay, is genetic. However, as you grow older, your skin loses its elasticity, which causes your skin to stretch and sag. And at that time, when you're a little bit older, your skin starts to mature. Um, when the pores become clogged with sebum, dirt, you know, et cetera, um, this can make the pores appear larger than they were before because of this dead skin buildup. And uh, this is because the skin around each pore is not as firm anymore. So there's no way, so there's good and bad news. There's no way to permanently change your pore size. But the good news is, is that while you can't shrink it, you can make them appear smaller. And, and we can talk about some ways that they can do that. Do you have any suggestions? Yeah. So um, you explained it, you know, one, perfectly. Um, and I was kind of digging up some research too, and I found um, a link on the American Academy of Dermatology Association. And then they kind of um, had a list of recommendations. Um, I'm just going to read the recommendations and then um, make a few little comments on them. There's so many of them that I'm not um, able to go in, in depth in all of them. But yeah, if you want to dive deeper into some of these topics, um, leave a comment. Perfect. And we'll respond. But here's the list of recommendations. So um, the first one is use only non-comogenic skincare products and makeup. So essentially using things that don't clog your pores. And Gentry has a wonderful line of makeup that is non-comogenic and makes your skin look lovely. You're very sweet. You're very <laughs> sweet. I have to I have to say, like some people, like I would say a lot of people do know, but for the people that don't know what comogenic means, can you explain that briefly? Yeah. And so um non-comogenic is gonna be 
I mean, there's like some basic things. Um, like you don't want anything that is like, has a lot of like oils, um, like fillers and kind of like artificial junk that's kind of in a lot of like skincare products and makeup so um when you're looking for things you kind of want it with like less ingredients um and things that like don't really clog the pores that aren't like too heavy um and i can go into more detail in um another segment too because sure. my pregnancy brain is like <laughs> crazy right now I'm not even pregnant and I feel you girl (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's like and like everyone's skin is so different so some things you know that don't clog my pores may clog yours so it's kind of like more individualized too but essentially just a lot of like over-the-counter makeup and things like that like they have a lot of um, heavy like oils and like fillers and just kind of like artificial ingredients that can lead to um that will clog your pores perfect so that's really common yeah and then um the next one is clean your face twice a day so morning and night um and then they also recommended using a retinol um because the vitamin a um is going to help exfoliate the skin and help the appearance of the pores look smaller. And um, if you are sensitive to retinol, one of my favorite um, alternatives is a triple hydroxy acid. And I really love um, a product called Cosmetics, or the line is Cosmetics, and then the product is called the Phi. So it's a triple hydroxy acid, so it's good for people with sensitive skin, that are pregnant or nursing. Um, and I just use it at night a few times a week. And I, I've really noticed a difference in my skin and I've been using it for over six months now, maybe longer. Mm, good to and know. I really love Good to know. Yes. I love a good recommendation. And uh, one of another important thing is to protect your skin with sunscreen. So sun damage is going to help Uh, you know like sun exposure is going to break down the collagen of the skin and lead to um, some aging so just protecting your skin and then exfoliating regularly so either it's like an enzyme face mask or an exfoliating face mask or like a form of um, retinol a Um, all of those are going to help your skin and be, this is the most important one, um, be, be gentle with your skin. So no picking, squeezing, digging, or scrubbing. So stay away from like those apricot scrubs and your desire just to like rub your skin. Because that um, could help, that would um, help irritate the skin. And then you can cause damage and scarring to your skin and that's going to kind of um, make the pores look bigger and... Um, than they really are. Mm-hmm. And then um, treating sagging skin. So pores look like Gentry said in the beginning, pores look um, larger when the skin sags. And so that's why you may notice um, your pores uh, more as you age because the appearance is going to look bigger because of the la- um, loss of elasticity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
very, very well said. That was really, really good information. Thank you for breaking that down for us and going through and uh, through it with us. And as Cecily mentioned, we're going to definitely post that link at the bottom of our podcast description so that if you guys want to go in deep on each of those topics, uh, you can see the resource that she was pulling that from and, uh, and uh, get a little bit more information specifically for your skin type. So just yeah. a little quick recap of what Cecily just mentioned. Uh, you really want to make sure you're keeping your skin really clean. If you have larger pores and oil is a thing, then in addition to cleansing your skin at night, you're going to want to cleanse it again in the morning. Make sure, you know, make sure no matter what you're washing your skin before you go to sleep, because during the day, that's when we are exposed to so much dirt and your skin can, um, those pores can really get clogged. Also using a retinol is really helpful. She mentioned and exfoliating on a regular basis and uh, probably arguably the more, most important part is to protect your skin with SPF. I'm going to recommend 30 or higher, probably not much more above 50 because then you run into getting into products with a lot more chemicals. So 30 is kind of like your standard and anything between 30 and 50, I feel is, is pretty good. And then also um, just no picking. It is so hard. Like you mentioned that and I'm like, yeah, gosh, it is so, mm-hmm. so much easier said than done because the temptation is there. So one, yes. little, <laughs> one little trick that I have whenever I have um, a blemish and I don't want to pick at it and I just I'm like having a hard time resisting the urge because I'm like I know you're in there and I'm gonna get you out and the, because the quicker it gets out the quicker it's gonna heal but the, the problem with that is if you're messing with it and it's not ready to come out or if you're not extracting it properly which most people aren't or they're using their fingernails which are really really dirty is that you're pushing on the skin and you're risking actually spreading the infection underneath and then what's going to happen is it's going to take twice as long to go away and then if you have a certain type of skin type which is like mine, you are going to have maybe um, maybe marked up skin for two or three months. It's not scarred skin because often people confuse it with scarring. It's not scarring, but it is, uh, you know, the pigment will definitely discolor and you'll have to deal with that. So <laughs> the best way to do, the best way to avoid that is just to not pick. And so I like to use a little bit of a mask. If, if you guys have any type of clay mask, a clay mask is really great because it's helping uh, pull those, uh, pull that dirt and that oil out of the skin, but it's also usually colored. The one I have is blue. Uh, maybe I have another one that's gray. So whenever I'm putting that little spot treatment on my blemish, then I know that I'm not going to touch it because there's something on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mentally, it's easier for me to put a little spot treatment on it. And then it keeps me, keeps my hands behind my back. Or if, you know, you put a little spot treatment on that's clear and then go ahead and put on a little tinted makeup or something like that, that will keep you from wanting to mess up what you just put on your skin. That personally uh, has worked for me. So I just wanted to share that. Yes. And also I think too, being, Um, For me, you know, I am at home, so I haven't been picking at my zits because I don't have to worry about going out and seeing people. So that's been kind of a good thing for me. I'm not picking at my skin as much because I'm not seeing anyone and I don't really care. (laughs) You, but you, my friend, you have willpower that some of us do not have. I mean, that's true. Typically, I'm like one of those people. No, especially as an esthetician, like going into (laughs) your work, like and helping people with your skin and you have a zit, it's like, 
the worst thing ever. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I totally feel you. So, For some people, it's going to be harder though, because they're at home and they're looking at, maybe they're looking at their skin yeah. more. And so I can go both ways, but, uh, yeah. but anyways, the, the moral to the story is do not pick your skin guys. It's going to make it yeah. all worse. Let your esthetician do that for you. And, um, so that really wraps up. Uh, do you have any concluding thoughts or tips or anything you want to add today? I don't, I feel really, you know, confident that we covered, we covered so much information today. So boy, boy, yeah. we did. We gave you guys a lot of tips, but, uh, as always, if you want to hear more about a certain topic, or if you have a question, uh, make sure to leave us a comment in uh, the section below or send us a DM. My handle, my personal one on Instagram is Gentry underscore Quinn. And will you please remind folks where they can find you online, Cecily? Yeah, um, you can find me on Facebook at um, Hill Country Skincare Nerd. And then also I'm on Instagram with Hill Country underscore or Skincare Nerd. Love it. Love it. And I guess I should have add that my Gentry Quinn makeup and skin is actually um, just Gentry Quinn makeup, which you can also find me on Facebook with Gentry Quinn makeup as well. Uh, but if you want to send me a DM, it's Gentry underscore Quinn. And I would also like to ask uh, you guys that if you really like the information that we're sharing, if you find it valuable, please, please, please share it with your friends who may need it. And also please leave us a review or a rating on iTunes. That's the way that people know that we exist. And that's how we'll continue to be able to give you this information for free. Also, if you or anyone else, you know, is interested in building your own beauty brand or needs to help jumpstarting your own dream job online, make sure to sign up for our new newsletter at gentrycon.com so you can be the first to hear about two new courses that we're going to be offering this fall we'll be putting more information out this summer and remember the more you know the more you glow